0: Tim Keefer, MIBTOnline.com, welcome to our New Year's Bash. We did a uh, holiday party last year, kind of moved it into the new year for you right here at MIBTOnline.com, benefiting Ump's Care charity. We are so happy to do this again, to do this event again here at MIBTOnline.com. We really enjoy it, we enjoyed it last year, we're looking to raise a lot of money for Ump's Care tonight because this is a great, great organization and we, we really enjoy working with them and doing everything we can to help them out. You know, they they help out, you know, they're umpires, you know, and then they help the umpires and hopefully they're gonna get into more officials as they get bigger and bigger because I think every officiating community can help give back to the community and UMPS Care Charities is definitely at the top. So we're really looking forward, we got a great, great, uh, great evening planned for you this evening. I mean, we got lots of things. We're going to have a couple, a few major league umpires on, and we're going to have a trivia game where you can participate. So you want to be ready for that. And then we're going to have Bill uh, Bill Emanue and Matt Austin, the uh, ESPN guys on. So lots of fun stuff. Doesn't matter what sport you officiate, we got you covered tonight. It's more fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk a little bit of officiating stuff, but it's 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 the fun side. Why do we do this? Because of the community. So. I want to thank everybody for being here now the way this works tonight well first before i do i want to thank our guy over here he's been helping us for like three four years now and he's the man alex over there is is running the show tonight in the booth so i want to thank alex so he's the guy who's going to make me look good hopefully tonight so i want to thank him and we also have uh leah you know you guys are used to seeing robert robert's actually Helping the officiating shortage tonight by refereeing a basketball game. So he was unable to be here. But we have Leah with us, and Leah is going to be manning in the chat. I'm sorry, the text. We're not going to be doing the chat. We're going to be doing text tonight. There's Leah. So she's the one, we're going to bring her in here in a little bit. But this is how it's going to work tonight. So I'm going to have Alex put up the text line. We're going to put the text number, and it's going to be up most of the night. The text number is that eight four 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 three seven four three four five. This is how we give, you text, we give. So for every person who texts us, we're going to do, donate a dollar to UMPs Care Charity. MIBT Online, MIBT Media is going to do that. So the more people, call your friends, tell your friends, the more people we get to text, then the, the more we're gonna give. However, we also have another way to give. You'll see it at the bottom, right across the bottom here. So we've got this number is for us, the one across the bottom is for you. You know, if you feel like you want to give to Ump's umpscare Charities, betterumpire.com, go there right now, you can give. Or you can text 4432 with code Ump's Care right there at the bottom, and you can give. You can give more than what we're giving. So we not only, MIBT wants to give, we want you to give as well. So that's the way to do it tonight. You can go to betterumpire.com. Just do what you you know, give what you can. Same thing. Or you can just text the four four three two one with code Umpscare. So those are the ways to give. I'll be reminding you as we go through the evening. But before we get started, I want to bring bring in one of the uh, the executive team from Umpscare because I've worked with this this woman, and I think I wanted her to come on to talk about Umpscare and what's going on, what they've done last year, what they've got planned for this year. So Amy Rosewater is with us. Amy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having us and for spotlighting us and for just everything that you do uh, throughout the year, hosting a lot of our events. So we are very grateful to you and all the people who are joining us tonight.
0: Well, it's our pleasure. We enjoy doing it. We've had a lot of fun along the way. So I wanted to bring you on real quick because, you know, it's been a challenging couple of years, we'll say, with, with the pandemic and whatnot. But Ump's Care has still been hard at work and doing what they can with, with our unfortunate uh, restrictions that are out there. But you guys have been doing a lot of work. And so kind of give us a rundown of how last year went, 2021, and what you have planned for this year ahead for 2022.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you had told me back in March of 2020 when this all started that We have programs where we bring umpires to deliver Build-A-Bears at hospitals and bring folks out to baseball games. And we weren't gonna be able to do any of that for almost two years. Um, And we would still be able to run um, these programs and be creative with that. I'm so proud of what we have been able to do. Um, We have created virtual ways to participate in hospitals delivering Build-A-Bears. Uh, Mike Malinsky, who's going to be one of the Empire's guests tonight, was actually working behind the plate uh, during the World Series when we delivered 100 Build-A-Bears in Seattle at Seattle Children's. So we made it happen, even with so many challenges and obstacles to overcome, uh, keeping Build-A-Bears in quarantine for weeks on end so that we could deliver that joy to these kids. So. Um, and we were creative over Fourth of July. We invited uh, almost 86 veterans and their families out to ball games uh, that weekend. Celebrated them. Um, many of these veterans are interested in pursuing careers in umpiring. So they were wounded in battle, and now they are working uh, as umpires. So we found ways to continue to work our programs. And one of the programs I really wanted to share with you was our official leadership program, because the goal, like you said, is not just for baseball, but to expand into basketball and football and soccer and so forth. And we are working with uh, teams and we are working with teenagers who are in underserved communities, and we are teaching them social and emotional learning skills in the classroom. And we are also teaching them umpiring mechanics on the field. And we launched this during the pandemic um, in Washington, New York and Houston. And we just wrapped up our latest program in Philadelphia. And it's our largest program yet. And we are just super excited to have that happen.
0: Well, it's great. It's great work that, like I said, you guys are, are doing and once again, we're, we're going to remind everybody: if you want us to give, you text the, the number right here. If you want to give yourself, go down and, and either go to BetterUmpire.com or four four three two one. Because, like you said, unfortunately, or you know, fortunately, whatever however you want to look at it, you do need donations and, and funds in order to do this, to provide those bears and and pr- provide these services and that you are doing. It's just the nature of the business. So we really are encouraging people because. You guys have done a lot of great work in the communities.
1: And one thing that I wanted to add was that we don't often talk about it publicly, but one of the programs that we have is the Family Care Program. So if you do know of an official who needs help, we can provide short-term financial help for those officials. We have many grants um, for them. Um, And one program that we are so proud of that we were able to pull together um, Sam Holbrook, one of the MLB umpires will especially be grateful for this, is that uh, we were able to raise over $47,000 for the folks who were hard hit in Kentucky from the tornadoes. So um, it's efforts like these that really pulled our community together. And the umpires, you know, they hear on Twitter all the time, they don't want to see their names out there. But when it's with umpscare, they know they're going to get good feedback. and they do so much good in the community. It's just awesome.
0: Yo, know, and I, I know with the, with the tornadoes and you guys really stepped up to the plate there. And that was, I mean, that was a great thing that, that you were able to provide. One other thing I, I, I noticed is that you guys also do the, the, the college scholarship program for kids who've been adopted later in life. That's kind of a, a big deal too.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. This is our most, probably most impactful program. We select one. Uh, student, and sadly we can only select one. We're trying to expand this program, um, but we select a college student who is adopted after the age of 13. Most of these kids are, you know, it's very hard to adopt an older child. Um, a lot of people want to adopt a baby and that's great, but for these older kids who go through the foster system, it's very difficult. We provide $10,000 a year in addition to mentorship, that is ongoing throughout the four years so that to ensure their long-term success so umpires their umpire families wives cousins they get involved um keep these folks on the right track and we are so excited that at our golf classic um on january 29th we are going to be honoring our latest graduate anthony and i tell you he's got quite a story uh i doubt that there will be a dry eye in the room he is Just an amazing kid and overcame so many challenges and graduated on the dean's list. So we couldn't be prouder.
0: That's great. A golf outing, January 29th. Happens to be my birthday, too. So I'm going to... Oh, we planned it. I'm coming down. We're going to... MIBT is coming down to golf with you guys because, we're, like I said, we like to to support what's going on. We're looking forward to to that. And uh, so that's something that you have coming up in 2022. What are some other things that you guys are looking to do as uh, the baseball season kicks off? Hopefully, and uh, yes. <laughs> and what do you guys have in plan? What do you have planned?
1: So that's our biggest event of the year is our Golf Classic in Phoenix. Um, there are still limited, limited, limited spots available. Um, to so, if you are interested, please call us or or email us asap. Um, and we will be hopefully, hopefully, hopefully doing some top golf um, around spring training, and we have some other golf events. But if golf is not your thing, we have a live auction during the year. We have other uh, events and fundraisers and ways to get involved. Um, and if you want to do something locally, you could do a run. You can do a hike. Um, we've seen people be creative in all sorts of ways.
0: Well, and that's, these are all fun things. And and like I said, if we're asking, like you can text us, please do. We're going to check in with Leah here in a minute to see if maybe how many we, we've started off, but also go to betterumpire.com or 44321 if you just want to give yourself, give a little bit extra and so we can help you guys support your mission. So I wanna thank you, uh, Amy, for taking some time and just kind of giving us a rundown because like I said, it's real important what we're doing here and what you guys, the work that you're doing as well. So thank you for taking some time.
1: Thank you and make sure that you uh, ask Mike Malinsky about his hair, it's pretty awesome. Hair, all
0: right, we gotta ask Mike about his hair. All right, I gotta keep that in mind. Mike Hair, he's coming up next. So thank you, Amy, (laughs) very much. So I'm going to go to Leah right now, and we're going to make sure she turns her microphone on. She's new with this, so we're going to kind of walk her through it a little bit. But we appreciate what she's doing. Leah, how many texts? I mean, we've only we've been on for about 12 minutes. How many texts we've gotten so far?
2: We're already at like 25 texts, so that's awesome. Keep the texts coming. Thank you so much for everyone who's texting so far, and uh, keep them coming.
0: All right, so we got to do better. we got We got to do better. We're, well, I think we were at like 700 or something last year in our, in our two hours, so we're hopefully going to do... Better. We want to be better than 700 this year. So you, so, you know, if you're hearing this right now, we got an hour and a half, two hours. Pick up the phone, call your friends, tell them to get on, text us. They don't even have to watch the whole thing. You should, though. There's a lot of great entertainment coming your way. You don't want to miss it. But heck, just let us know. We want to build that number as high as we can so that way we can give as much to Ump's Care. And then you can give too, if you'd like, uh, below as well. So, hopefully, we've got our major league umpires lined up, ready to go. And uh, I'm going to check with Alex, are we, uh, well, okay. I think we're good. So let's bring in our guy first. He's a guy who helped to put this together and it's his crew and he was the crew chief. So I want to bring in Sam Holbrook. Sam, how are you doing tonight? Thanks for being here and you're the crew chief. So, I mean, how does it work now?
3: Hey Tim, Uh, happy new year to everybody. Thanks for, for having us on. Uh, I see Malensky there, and I know uh, Wolfie's trying to get on right now, and we're all just, uh, you know, shocked to death that that he's having trouble getting on uh, because Wolfie's not very, <laughs> not very tech savvy. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we're uh, we're tickled to be here, and uh, really thank you guys for all that you're doing for Hump's care, and uh, want to give a, a big shout out and and clap to. To Amy and uh, JJ and uh, Jen, uh, who who do such a great job for Upscare, um, they they really set everything up and uh, make sure that it runs well for us. And basically, all we do is show up. Like tonight, we just we're just showing up right here and uh, going to spend some time with everybody. And uh, just glad that everybody could be online with us tonight.
0: Yeah, we are glad. We're glad that you guys were able to take some time to help us do this. I mean, I know umps care is very dear to the Major League umpires' heart because of, obviously, the relationships that you guys have been able to develop with the executive staff, but not only going into the, the hospitals and the build bears and having the, the, the kids and whatnot, the families come out to the games. I mean, have you, you've had a, have you had a family come out to one of your games and able to talk to them? Oh, you yeah. Oh, How's yeah. that? Um, That's pretty fun, isn't it?
3: It, it really is and', and it's, uh, it, it's neat to, to be able to take you know the family uh, and, and the kids out on the field and uh, answer the questions and and just you know it, it's it's not everybody that gets the chance to take a step out on a major league uh, baseball field and actually you know see and feel the grass and and watch the uh, watch the teams as they're tating, taking batting practice and so forth like that and be up close and personal with them right there. And, uh, it's, uh, it's really neat, you know, to, to establish those relationships with, with people and, and, uh, you know, just to be able to touch some, touch some lives. And, you know, everybody always says that you, you, you give back a little bit, but it's just something that, that we can do to make, to do something special for these, uh, these people that, uh, you know, need a little bit of, a little bit of joy and, and a little, uh, you know, a little touch from that. But uh, the guys do a great job. Uh, pretty much the whole staff um, has had some type of interaction with, uh, with Ump's Care, with these uh, meetings and so forth. And uh, we're just, we're, we're very happy to
0: be able to do that. Very blessed. So now we got we have to bring in Mike Malinsky because like Amy said, the first question I have to ask him now, I, Mike, now, I, I was told, you heard the boss, you know? You know um, I heard the boss. So she said, I, I gotta ask you about your hair. So you, what's up with the hair? <laughs> I, I think
4: she likes it more than me, but, which is nice. It's always nice to have people in my corner, especially when it brings a lot of joy and laughter to other people that you want around that, uh, that are your, your coworkers and uh, people that you consider to be good friends. And so I just told her I would do something a little crazy tonight. And I told her, hey, I'm going bra- to have the hair in braids tonight. I'm the one responsible for the braids. My wife, Julie, does a terrific job. So whenever I'm home, my hair looks great in Seattle. But anywhere else in the country when I'm on the road, uh, you can ask Sam. You can ask Jim. Uh, their braiding skills, working with them all year, not very good. Um, I thought I could lean on a couple of more senior guys to have a little bit more experience in this field. And I was very disappointed in
0: that area. <laughs> well, I understand, you know, experience goes a long way. Do we have Jim? Is Jim Wolf? Uh, is he able to get on? Okay. We got Jim Wolf with us as well. So Jim, I want to thank, thank you for being here. I don't have to ask you about your hair though, but you know, maybe you've got a hair story as well. got to unmute yourself. Make sure you're unmuted. I don't know if you're muted. Mute Wolfie. Hi everybody. There you go. Hey, all right. Workday. Um, so anyway,
5: um, no, everyone compared us. We'd always take our hats off. So everyone would always compare us, you know, like who's big brother, you know, who, who's older, you or him. I'm like, really? But, um, uh, I love uh, all the umpires break my balls about uh you know take it off my hat and especially like a play at the plate or something like
0: that. But uh
5: you know <laughs> all right. It's just gotta there you, you go just hating.
0: Right You're just hating. You know, Hair's hair. Money. I mean I got less of it every day, so I know what you mean. Uh um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask Jim Jim and Mike, I'm gonna ask you guys right off the bat. So you know, you guys were a crew together with Sam how is now come on you know don't hold back how is sam during the year as a crew chief i mean how is he you know is he does he bust your balls does he like make you guys get up and do push-ups you know before the games or you know calisthenics or anything what what are you how does it go mike i'll start with you mike so how is sam be, you know as a crew chief for you
4: <laughs> sam's sam's awesome i wish i could think of something mean to say in a in a lighthearted way but i can't we uh This was my first year working with Sam. I've known him for a very long time. The last time I worked with him, uh, I was a young AAA guy going up and down. So um, I know Wolfie has worked with Sam for um, three or four years. So it was nice that they had that connection. And Sam's just uh, – when you see Sam work on the field and you see the ease at which he um, excels as an umpire, that carries also off the field into how – he runs the crew, right? It's just, it's easy and it's um, it's a welcoming environment for a younger guy like myself to be a part of. So he just, he allows you to kind of be yourself because I'm more on the uh, high energy kind of flashiness aspect of personality. So he was very patient with me all year. And then uh, it, Wolfie and I have known each other and we have our own interesting in chemistry. So sometimes it was like, Sam kind of sometimes, and I'm not aging him, but he was kind of like a, the grandfather in the room because he had, you, you know, he's got he's got wise things to say, but he just he doesn't really say much. And then he just looks at Wolfie and I running around in the locker room, snapping each other with towels, tackling each other. And, and he's just like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, just he gave us a lot of rope. But every once in a while, he had to tug on that rope and let everybody know, like, hey, Let's reel it back in a little bit. You two crazies. Let's. We got work to do.
0: Well, that's crazy. So I don't know, Sam. They called you a grandpa. So uh, he called you a grandpa. But Wolfie, how about you? Not I mean, what... in
4: that way. Not in that way. Just <laughs> in a good way. More experienced and wiser way. than
0: the young kids running around. There, there you go. <laughs> so, so Wolfie, what do you got about Sam as a crew chief? Well, he's he's very. I've I've been with Sammy for
5: since two thousand seventeen. Other than twenty, uh, it was it was twenty was the worst year of my career. Um, because Sammy wasn't my crew chief. It sucked. Um, but I've known Sammy since uh, my... He was an instructor when I went to Empire School. So I've known him since... Well, I've known him. He didn't know me, but, you know. Uh, but Sammy and I... I, I would throw gum at, at the guys in between innings, and um, I w- <laughs> I would, uh, you know, hit him occasionally. And once, once I hit him in the cheek... Like I thought, it, I because I thought it, I I actually thought it bounced and hit him in the leg, but he's like I'm like where'd I hit you? He goes right here. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Like okay, he's like we're done, done. <laughs> well, there you go. So okay, and you can tell when he's serious and you can tell when he's breaking chops. Well,
4: that's I think fine. I mean, was cause... that day, Wolfie. That'll be enough of that. That'll
0: enough be enough of that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a camaraderie. That's great. <laughs> that's great to hear. Sam, so Sam, you hear the guys, you know, the the, uh, mentor kind of grandfather type. I mean, now it's your turn. You got these two guys and these two two characters with you. How do you, how do you work with them?
3: Yeah, we, we had a great year. It was, uh, it it was great working with, with uh, both of them, tremendous umpires. And uh, you know, everybody says, well, what's your, what's your secret to, to, you know uh the the crew chief job and i said there's no real secret to it i got good people that are with me and I, I really did this past year uh we had marty foster that was with us for the first part of the year but he uh had some injuries and, and missed the majority of the year so uh it was it was wolfie and and mike and i um uh, with usually a a triple a AAA fill-in umpire and uh we had a lot of fun uh kept it loose which is great. I mean, you, you have to have that uh, because the season is so long. And uh, if, if you don't have good partners and, and good umpires to work with, it, it can make it that season just that much longer. And uh, these two guys were just tremendous to work with, and i would work with them anytime. But, yeah, the, the, the gum throwing and, – and he wouldn't throw gum. He'd throw like six or seven pieces of gum. It, it would be like a, a – a rock that, that you would throw up and hit with a baseball bat. That's the size of the gum that he would throw. And, and you know, I, I'd be chewing one piece of gum or whatever like that. And I'd try to sing it across the field. And I wouldn't even come close to him because he's sitting over there throwing boulders at me. So anyway, uh, we'll probably get in trouble for that with uh, people thinking that we need to be more serious on the field. But uh, it, it's all in good fun. And I'll tell you a story about, about Mike's hair. And... His nickname is for everybody that doesn't know. His nickname is Dash, and if you've ever seen that that kids uh, movie, the, the cartoon movie, The Incredibles, uh, that's where they named him. They named him after Dash, the little boy that ran around with the with the blonde hair and, and was, you know <laughs> fast going all over the place because that's his personality. But he uh, he he's grown the hair. I think he said he started doing it twenty when uh they couldn't go out and, and get a haircut or whatever like that during the season so he just let it go and then he started shaving it on the sides. so you know he, he's walking around either with the braids like he's got tonight or he's got a man bun on and it was getting pretty long you know during the first part of the season and we went home for the all-star break and uh he told Wolfie and I before he left he said hey he said uh I'm going to get it cut i'm going to get a haircut i'm going to get it all cut off and i told him i said no you're not i said you can't do that i said that hair is like the fifth person on our crew i said you know <laughs> it's part of the crew right now And if you get it cut then that's gonna that's gonna cut into our crew so you can't get it cut so you see it's, it's still there and uh he even he even uh, i think shamed wolfie into trying to trying to do the same thing with his hair i've got pictures of wolfie this off season with like a little man bun that he, he tried to get going. uh, Yeah. It's not, not very big. And I tried to pull this, this little bit of a a rug up into one for it as well. But no, the, the hair is, uh, is part of the crew and and was part of the crew. And, uh, you know, uh, you saw it during the world series as well. He took his hat off once and they showed, you know, him talking to the, the guy that was on first base and, uh, you know, I said, there it is, there's there's the hair. It's making its debut with the World Series right now. So, but uh, no, we had, we had a great time. Uh, two great guys and two great umpires. So very lucky to have them on my crew last year.
0: Okay, so I wanna remind everybody who's watching, make sure you text us if, uh, right here below, 844-437-4345. So we can give, if you wanna give, go to the bottom here. You can go to betterumpire.com or 443121 with the code UMPSCARE and you can donate yourself. But if you don't want to donate, you just want to let us donate, then make sure you text us at that top number, 844-374-345. Now, I've known uh, uh, Sam for a little bit over a year now, and, and it's interesting because every time I talk to Sam, sometimes he's, he's got a, he mentions golf a lot. So I'm assuming that golf was pretty big during some of your off time uh, on the road and whatnot. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over to Wolfie first. So, Wolfie, are you able to beat him? Are you better at golf than Sam, or how does that work?
5: Very <laughs> interesting question. Oh, excuse me. Uh, hold on a yeah. You
4: getting feedback here? <laughs> hey, I guess no we need a filler story while this gets straightened out. We've got another five yeah, minutes. Yeah, welcome. What do we got? To our world. Okay. Would you like to fill us in on some more admin stuff and I'm just how they're doing in 2023 with Bull Visions or Wolfie? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
5: so I am a about a six, seven handicap. Sam is a 13 to 15 handicap. So I have to give him anywhere between seven to nine strokes. Around So like four and five strokes per side. So even on part three. So I, I really got to play well um, there. Most of the time Sam takes my money and there, there are times where Sam doesn't play very well. And I get on a little streak. And I, I collect on some jump money, but um, for the most part, because of, you
0: know, It's not money, strokes. it's pieces of I mean, he's gum. he's a better player, too. It's, it's, piece, what? it's not money, it's pieces of gum, right? That you, it's, it's not money. Well, yeah, I, I save up
5: how many, <laughs> how many the strokes that I have to give him. I save in, in my pocket. To feel.
0: Well, there you go. So, Mike, are you, are you a golfer? Do you get involved in this? Well, oh, very much so i enjoyed uh being able to go out with wolfie
4: and sam this year i am in third place on the talent level of the crew uh so this year was basically all about me paying both of them and just being there for the free lessons and i gladly accepted. it
0: gladly accepted. it well you know because i know sam i mean he's i'll give him credit now now, Sam, when you're playing with these guys, you go easy on them or is it like, cause you're the, you know, you're the, you're the crew chief or do you just, you know, I'm going to take them every day?
3: No, it, it's
0: uh, you know,
3: it's all out war when it, when it comes, comes to that. But, but Wolfie's painting a, a, a bad picture. He he's very, very good. And I'm not that good as you can, as you can tell with my, with my handicap and, he was taking me for ungodly amounts of money, especially the first part of the year. And then I started playing a little bit better and he started playing a little bit worse, as, which is what I've got to have for me to be able to take any of his money. So, uh, you know, it, it didn't even out. He's, he's still up for the year. And, uh, you know, that's that's just the way it is. I'll, I'll say this, to if, if you can throw a piece of gum across the field, and hit your partner in the cheek with it, uh, you've got to be very lucky. And he is one of the luckiest <laughs> people I've ever seen in my life, whether it's golf, whether it's gum throwing, whatever it is, Umpire, he, is he is one, of, I, 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 I'll never forget. I'll go back to about three years ago, we were playing and uh, we it, it was pretty close and he hit a drive and he pulled it way over and he was behind a bunch of trees and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there thinking to my, he remembers, look at him. He remembers. I was sitting there thinking to myself, okay, I've got him. There's no chance that I'm going to lose this hole whatsoever because he has no shot at at the green, no shot. And if any of you people are golfers, you remember uh, Bubba Watson's, uh big hook that he hit out of the out of the woods and stuff i don't know was that the masters i can't even remember where it was i think it was the Masters. but anyway wolfie hits a similar shot but it winds up even better he winds up hooking it around a tree and it rolls and bounces and hits off the cart path and jumps up and anyway he winds up with a, a, a gimme birdie putt you know about six inches from the cup, right there, and, you know, right there, I just, I just threw my clubs down and I said, "That's it." I, I just, <laughs> I've never seen anybody so lucky in my life. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's tough to beat him. He's good, but he's also got luck on his side. So he's
4: wolfy. So, so just make sure it, he doesn't hear you talking about yardage in the cart, because then,
0: oh, that yeah. will,
4: that'll put him in a sour mood. will Definitely be a ploy next year for sure. <laughs> well, we found the weak spot, so.
5: Just playing the
0: course. Just playing the course. <laughs> playing
4: the course. One eight
5: five. Hit the pin, Sammy. Hit the
0: pin. So, Almost went in. I guess I got robbed. So hopefully you guys are going to be playing at the Ump's uh, Care uh, Golf outing here coming up on January 29th. Funny story. I'll be playing, and uh, I, I haven't played a lot of golf in my life. I, I used to play younger as a kid. I've played once in ten years, and it's funny the the course that they're playing the golf outing on is the one course I've played in the last 10 years. Really? So wow. go figure, it's kind of odd how that worked out. But uh, so yeah, if you want to, you know, Amy said there's just a few spots left, but you want to maybe play golf with some of these guys or some of their peers, make sure you do that. So once again, text us eight four 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 three seven four three four five. 437 4345 We give, the more texts we get from you, the more we give, or you can give below betterumpire.com or text 44321 with the code um, CARE. All right, so you know, obviously, you guys are on the road. You spend a lot of time together. You get to know each other. And what are some of, let's say, the ones that you can share? You've already shared a little bit about you know the gum throwing incident, and stuff like that. But what are some things that, some hijinks that may happen as a crew camaraderie on the road? Like maybe when you're at the hotel or going out and grabbing a bite. What are some of the crazy things that have happened? And maybe, maybe it's well. Before I do that, I want to ask Mike or Wolfie. Who was the first person to text Sam after his playoff press conference?
4: Um <laughs> I will go first and say I I didn't. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't either because I was like, uh he's got a microphone in front of him. He's got at least know, a fourteen day nothing. light buffer. I'm like
5: no, yeah, no, yeah, no, um, I
4: didn't it, want to like cause that, that. That's too jinxy for me. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no, is, no. He had a handle. Kind yeah, handle. It's kind of, funny story, it's it's funny kind story. Of, Go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind uh, of code, I mean, I guess.
5: it's kind of like a, a, a silent code an unspoken, unwritten code that we just don't kind of leave that stuff alone. It's kind of like, you know, when the pitcher's got the no hitter, you leave that alone. You just kind of just
0: <laughs> <laughs> walk you, away. Then
5: back commissioner the away, next day huh? in Atlanta. Put down the phone and walk away slowly.
4: <laughs> commissioner was very happy with how well Sam Holbrook did, and he made sure to tell our crew because they, the ser- they were done with their series. And then uh, Mr. Manfred came into Atlanta the next day and was like, I just really appreciated how Sam took the microphone and answered the question very efficiently, and I just think he did a tremendous job. So we were just like, we, we do too. We do too. We thought he was awesome on there but
0: he's yeah. great. Well, it's rare. You don't, it, it doesn't happen very often, and I'm glad Sam did. I mean, for all officials, for every sport, it's nice when things can be explained because a lot of times the fans, we know they don't know it, and they don't, they don't understand that actually it was the correct ruling, or what and it doesn't matter what it might be. It could be football, basketball, baseball. It doesn't matter. It's nice when we have that opportunity to do that. And I, I was, it was great to see Sam out there. I just thought maybe you were like, oh, you, looked, you should have, like, speaking of a hair, hey, did you take a shower before you went out? No, I'm just kidding. But what are some hijinks on the road that you guys, some, some jokes that you might play, some pranks? I know you talked about the gum, like I said earlier. But what are some other things that maybe you can share that happen on the road that maybe people out there don't realize happen uh, when an umpire crews together for, oh, 162 games-ish?
5: Well, uh, every so often there's a shower, sometimes you have these, the showers that, you know, you can remove them from the little post, so you can kind of position them, so when you open the shower head at the end of the game and someone turns on the shower, you can position the shower to where it's like aimed right at the person's face, so sometimes I like to do that, but a lot of, so so far they've caught it, so I, I just like to try it sometimes. Something else. Huh? The worst
4: one is Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you don't even think about it. It's a, it's a single stall. You can't see through the door. You're hot. You open the door. It's a travel day. Whoosh, there comes a the shower. Cold water. Wham. Like, wolfie. Stop it. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you know. At least, at least you're ready for it. So, Mike, back to you. You, got, you did get the chance to work uh, the World Series this year. And I know Sam has worked. And, and you know, you guys have all worked. So, but, Mike... Um, well, Wolfie, I know, we'll get to you, but Mike, go back to Mike real quick. Mike, you got to work at this year. How did that go? What, you know? Can you tell us you know, how that experience was? Because I know a lot of people are, you know, are would like to hear how you felt about that experience.
4: It was incredible. It was incredible. It, it, this year was my first year working the World Series and it was nice to be able to, that Sam and Wolfie are on this call as well. It was nice to be able to hear their perspectives from their individual times working the World Series. Um, And not in a, I didn't believe that I had an, uh, I had maybe an outside chance to work World Series this year, but in more of a learning and what an expectation was from guys that have worked a couple now. I, I, I really, to be honest with you, it's still hard to really explain. It's been a crazy off season as far as you always take time when the season ends to kind of decompress and come down but when you the first time in my career to have walked off the field for the last day and having it be the last game of the world series was truly a mind-blowing experience i'm grateful for the opportunity that my my family was able to come down for games one and two and then um my brother and a couple other buddies were able to be with me in atlanta and houston so it was nice that i had uh, familiar faces with me in the stands and to be able to celebrate with them a little bit after game six before uh, we headed back home for the off season. But just remarkable, remarkable on, from a selfish point of view, but also on a big scale point of view, I think it was truly It, it was a great uh, postseason and a great world series for the game of baseball. I think that we needed that coming off of 2020 and having the shortened season and 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 having to have sparse crowd uh, in the bubble in Texas, so to have two cities very excited about uh, their team playing in the World Series, like Atlanta was very excited. Houston, obviously, they've had a good run the last couple of years, so they're excited. The city's excited. The stands are full. Even going back to the wild card games and the divisionals and the CSs, it was just it was an awesome experience to work in an even better experience to be part of the whole thing and seeing baseball kind of get back to popularity and people excited to watch it and have a little bit of new blood in there with the Braves kind of coming back and then winning the whole thing so just I'm still I'm still kind of working through like coming down from it because it was I didn't think that I'd have a shot to work an elimination game in a World Series my first year (laughs) but um I'm grateful, and um, I think it. I think for the most part, I think it went
0: pretty well. So, well, good. I'm glad, and hopefully, uh, you guys will be back out on the field and not delayed or anything like that. Not that I want we can get any comments, but it's just you're hoping, like you said, you come, boom. Hopefully, everything they get worked out. You guys get to start with the uh, you know spring training and everything on time. Hopefully, that all works out because, like you said, it's been the sport has already kind of gone through its its little uh, tries, tr- you know, tries and tribulations based off of COVID and everything like that. So. Just sure. to finish up with you guys, before we do, I want to remind everybody, you can still remember, text us, 844-437-4345. We give at that number, just say hi, just say who you are, and boom, we're going to send uh, some money to Ump's Care. Or you can do it yourself if you'd like to donate, com or text 44321 with the code Ump's Care. So I'm going to go uh, finish up here with with Wolfie. Now Sam talked a bit about the beginning about Ump's Care and what they've done. Uh, Wolfie, what, do you have a story that you could share that you know maybe a – a family, or maybe a hospital visit. What is something that you know that really stands out in your mind of an ump's care story or visit? Uh,
5: every hospital visit makes a distinct impact to its own. Uh, I remember in 2015, the umpire crew in the World Series went to the the hospital in somewhere in New York, and. Uh, it's such a mixed bundle of emotions because it's so sad because you see what's going on in the conditions and you see the families, how they're dealing with it. And then all of a sudden you bring in this this stuffed animal and because they don't know who we are. They don't, they can't, I, don't, I really don't believe they comprehend who the umpires are. They just, Hey, okay. There's these people coming in with, Oh, cool. These stuff, the, the builder bears, that's awesome. And then but the, when they build their bear and, and, you know, put the costumes on it and they name it, and they put in their little condo and the parents are like, sorry, I'm, not, I'm trying not to try not to, I'm trying to keep this together. So the parents are like, oh, man, I've never, I haven't seen my, my child smile in a month. And that's to me, that, that really, that blows me away.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing because that's what we're here to do. And that's that we need, you know, they need the funds so they can bring the bears and do that. So, so yeah, I really, really appreciate that because I know I'm, I'm sure it's, it can be very emotional events. Mike, do you have a ump's care, uh, visit family, What you know, that came out to on the field. Do you have a story that you can share that, that really stands out for you? I'll just, I'll just piggyback with what Wolfie said. It's
4: every story is unique and every visit is unique And when you have parents come to you, and you say, and they say to you, you know what? For however long that we've been here in the hospital, we 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 don't really get to make choices. We don't we don't have choices to make. Doctors and nurses come in, and they get put us on whatever um, regimen they need to do in order to hopefully get their child to be healthy. And when they come in, and then or, or when we come in. And we bring a some sort of teddy bear, and it gives the child and the family a chance to, like, okay, let me me take 10 minutes here to block out all the stuff that we have to do today, and I'm going to make a choice over something simple like an outfit or which kind of bear do I want? Do I want a bear? Do I want a puppy? Like, that has been what has resonated with me the most because it gives – The parents an opportunity to just take a breath, see the smile on their kid's face. And it's just you can't pick one because when when you see child after child after child, their eyes light up because they have a chance to create this awesome. We call them lovey's in my house. My kids have a thousand of them upstairs, but they, they get to have their own lovey. Somebody that's gonna sit with them and be there with them a little, just a little, just a little something in order to make their life just a little bit better is like, that's the greatest part, especially when it comes to the hospital visits.
0: That is key for me. Well, and that's, like I said, that's what, what we're here doing. So, hey, I appreciate you guys. Uh, Mike, thanks for, for being here. Really appreciate it. And you're more than welcome to hang out. We're gonna do trivia. You may, maybe you can jump in, who knows. Wolfie, thank you for being here as well. Really appreciate your time and and your and your stories. Thank you very much. And I'm going to finish off with, with Sam, Mr. Holbrook. Thanks for putting the you know getting your, your crew to, to join us. Really appreciate it. And you know Sam you, you've been with us at MIBT online now for a little bit over a year and we really appreciate everything that you've done to make umpires better and you know trying to get the grassroots of of, of building from the foundation up. So thank you so much for everything that you do for umpires and for us here at mibtonline.com.
3: Well, it, You know, it, it's my pleasure. And, and again, thanks to everybody that, that's donating tonight and, and thanks to you and everything that you're doing for umpscare, as you can tell, uh, just from the three of us being on here, how, um, how passionate we are about the program and all the things that, that are involved within the program. And you've just heard bits and pieces of, of little little parts of the program uh, here tonight, but you can tell how passionate that we are with it and uh, and listening to Amy and how passionate that she is and the girls in the office and everybody involved with UPS Care. Um, I, I just, I really appreciate you uh, putting all this together, Tim, and, and all of your people and uh, doing what you can do for UPS Care and I appreciate everybody being on the on the call tonight and uh, thank you all for, for all of your support. And, uh, you know, if, if we could shake each one of your hands, you know, we would do that uh, uh, without hesitation for sure. So thank you everybody. We appreciate it. And uh, uh, thanks for letting us spend a little bit of time. Hopefully you got a little chuckle out of it and uh, got to see an insight as to, to the three crazies from crew number p you know this past year but we had we had a great time and and as you can tell we have a good time whenever we're together and uh again just appreciate everybody and and all that you guys are doing for us
0: so if wolfie's out on the golf course you know on january 29th and i'm out there i'll be sure to duck if i see projectiles coming because it could be coming (laughs) my way but yeah i really appreciate appreciate it sam thank you you know a ton for everything that you do. In fact, you know, you talk about people, you know, got I dragged my wife in tonight. So she's, you know, she's running the chat. So we're gonna go check in with her right now because I wanna see how many people that we have gotten. So, you know, eight four 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 three seven, four three four five. You text us, we give. You can do the one on the bottom if you wanna give some. So Leah, where are we at? How many texts so far? All right, sorry, had to
2: unmute myself there. Um, we're at close to 350 so far. So Dave Bender is killing it. I don't know how many phones he has or friends, but there have been so many texts coming in uh, referencing Dave Bender. So thank you, Dave. And uh, 303 area code, you're doing an amazing job. Everybody's doing an amazing job. Thank you so much for texting. Keep on coming. Uh, we can't. We can't wait to donate more. So don't stop. Um, we don't want you to have any repetitive use injuries with your thumbs, but you know, just hang in there, keep texting so we can donate as much as possible.
0: There we go. So there you go, we're doing well. So I appreciate everybody who is doing that. So now it's on to our next segment. This is the fun part. I mean, not that, that was fun, that was a great time, but we're now we're to our trivia uh, game. And this is, I want you to pay attention. So that text line there that you have, don't forget about it because you out there in, vi- in viewer land are going to play along. We have prizes, thanks to Umps Care, to give away. We've got uh, some t-shirts uh, to give away. We've got some gift cards. So you get to play along, and this is where you get to win potential you know, prizes, depending on how well you do in our trivia game. But we're going to bring in our teams now, and this should be a lot of fun. We did this last year, so... I had to put a whole bunch of new trivia questions together. It should be a lot of fun. So we're gonna bring in Team A, and then they can give me a new team name if they want one. But these are, I call them MIBT Online Veterans. These guys, you've seen these faces before. They're with us almost all the time. The first one is Mike Billica. Mike, we all know him, Mike. Mike, you got it? You ready to go? Trivia, you got it? You ready to go?
6: I think so, yeah, it's great to be here.
0: All right, Mike, thanks for being here. Now we're bringing in our, our guy from the past, He's a plank owner our first plank owner, and he's kind of you know playing the pickleball. Stan Brown, Stan, I got some information for you. You saw Leo over there. She wants me and us to learn pickleball. Can you believe that?
7: Oh, this, oh my gosh. Well, welcome to the fastest growing sport in the United States. And um, yeah, you will you will have so much fun. It's so addicting. And then once you start playing, then you would want to be a referee too, and I'll be happy to uh, train you. On how
0: to be a pickleball referee. There we go. Pickleball referee. All right. Awesome. So that you guys are team A. So you guys hang out. If you want to come up with a new team name, let me know. But uh, let's go to our team B, some other MIBTOnline.com favorites, all-stars, I like to call them. He's our basketball guy. He started out with us this year. We've done a lot of great work with him. And a lot of people have learned a lot of basketball officiating stuff. Jude Kaya. Jude, how are you doing tonight? I can't hear you, Jude, maybe you're muted, but I see you, so there you go. I'm, I'm always better I'm always
6: muted like that. Yeah, like.
0: <laughs> All right, Jude, we we'll be ready to go. I hope you got your, your thinking cap on. And on your team is, uh, direct from Alaska, another MIBT Online favorite, Brian Hoskins. Brian, how are you doing tonight?
6: Doing well, doing really well, just trying to stay warm here in Alaska.
0: Hey, it's eight degrees here, so in Chicago area, so I mean... It's been warmer like it was eight here and 65 there I think, in Anchorage a few weeks ago. So oh, who knows?
6: It, it, it flipped around. But, uh, you know, we don't take temperatures with a chill factor. That actually <laughs> is a rate. You know, all of our temperatures are ambient temperatures. So I think right now it's about minus ten.
0: All right. There you go. Mine, there you are. It's a little bit a little bit more chilly than it is here. So thanks for for being here. So this is how it's going to work. Well, Brian, now you're going to go going to go back to you here in a second. Brian, this is how it's going to work. We're going to do a random flip to see who starts. So the first team, whether team A or team B, they're going to get 10 seconds to answer the question. If they don't answer in 10 seconds, team B or the second team can steal it in five seconds. If they can't answer in five seconds, we're going to the text line. And whoever we get first to answer the question correctly coming in on our text line, 844-437-4345, they're going to win a prize if none of the other teams can Get the answer correct. So we got ten questions plus two bonus questions. I'm going to go to Brian first because Brian, you're going to choose your team B. I've got a number behind my my back. Is it odd or even? Uh, I'm going to say it's an odd number. Oh, it's two, buddy. So I'll go to I'll go to Mike Millican and Stan Brown. You've won the toss. Do you defer or do would you like to go first? Uh, we'll defer. They're gonna defer, all right, so they're gonna defer. So that means Jude and Brian are up first. So hopefully we're ready to go with the first question. Alex, let's see, we'll make sure, all right, perfect. Here's question number one, be ready to go. After famed NFL referee Jerry Markbright retired, he was the first NFL official to get an endorsement deal when he appeared in the Miller Lite Man Law commercials. Who is the only current active NFL official to ever get an endorsement deal, an active NFL official to get an endorsement deal, so uh, Brian or Jude, you got an answer. You got ten seconds. Jude,
6: you're gonna have to carry us on this one.
0: Oh, uh, it's the guy that it's the guy with the uh, muscles. Ed Hockley.
6: Ed,
7: Ed, Ed Hockley. Hockley. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So we got Ed Hockley. That is incorrect. So I'm gonna turn it over to the uh, to Mike Billica and Stan Brown. Do you have an answer? You got five seconds. Harry uh, McCauley. <laughs> you got it? I said Terry Macaulay. <laughs> um, Hello? No, it is not. So okay. let's go to the let's go to the text. And Leah, Leah, have we gotten a correct answer on the
2: text? Um, let's see here. Yes, we did. Donald Tucker guessed it and, well, guessed it. I'm sure he knew it or looked it up. It was
0: uh, Sarah Thomas. Sarah Thomas. NFL official Sarah Thomas is the first active NFL official to get an endorsement deal when she did a commercial spot for Activia. So that is the correct. So Donald, make sure you text us your address so we can send you prizes. You have won an umps t-shirt. We'll get it to you as soon as we can, but good job playing along. So right now we're at zero zero. So on the deferral, that means uh, Mike Billica and Stan Brown, you guys are up next. So you guys are up next here. So let's go to our next question. What comedy duel famously mocked football excessive celebration with their three pump foul from their Comedy Central show. So, Stan or Mike, you got this? Key and Peel. All right, we got it. You got it. Key and Peel. So, that means the Stan and Mike, they've got one. You guys got one. So, good job. That is the correct answer. It was the Key and Peel. Go watch it. That clip's on YouTube. It's pretty hilarious on, on what they do there. So, so now we're going to go back to team uh, Jude and Brian. What is the name of this character? in the movie Major League, played by Charlie Sheen, who was kindly asked to remove himself from the game after giving up a Grand Slam and then hitting the very next batter. What's the name of this character? I'm going to go to Jude or, or Brian.
6: Wow, we don't have a multiple choice on this one, huh? Nope. Jude, once again, Jude, now, you I'm got it.
0: to you. Uh, no.
6: Come on, it's Ricky Bond.
4: Come on, let's go.
0: Ricky Vaughn, whoever, we, we got the peanut gallery, Ricky one, Vaughn, thing. it's one, Ricky Vaughn, one, the one, the so unfortunately we can't give it to the team, to the steal, because we had the we had that, but yeah, it's Ricky Vaughn, Ricky Vaughn is the correct oh, answer, so it's was. still one to nothing, are
4: you telling me that a major league umpire can't take a team and, and give them the answer, because, oh, if you're I mean, still here, I'll right go there. to you,
0: yeah, you want to, I'll tell you what, no, a, I gave him the answer, Rick Vaughn, that was it, okay, that's, so, so we're going to give them. it to, all right, you're, they phoned a friend. We'll give it to the Brian and Jude team. So now it's one to one, thanks to our, our friendly Major League umpire. All right, so we're good there. All right, so it's one to one. All right, so that's awesome. So now we're going go to go uh, back to Mike and Stan. Joe West recently broke the all time Major League umpire game record. Who held that record prior to him? I know that one. <laughs> Uh-oh, five seconds. All right, so let's, let's send it over back to uh, the Jude and Brian team, Do you guys know? Bill Kelm. Who's got Bill Kelm, who said that? Bill Kelm. Jude, he got it. All right, he got yeah. the correct answer. That is the correct answer. So now it's two to one. So the, the Jude and uh, Brian team takes the lead, two to one. That is the, the correct answer. Good job. All right, so now on to our next one. Who was the first former official to be an, an in-game rules analyst? This is a gimme. This is a gimme for the Jude and the Brian team. Who is that? Who is the first? Mike, Mike Pereira. Mike Pereira. Very good. That was a gimme. That was like, here you go. We have a gimme. We have to throw a gimme every in there every once in a while. Thank you, Mike. So, Thank you, Mike. So three to one. So now it's three to one. He was the first one that he... He retired as the NFL officiating director, and then he went to work for Fox. Now there's a bunch of them. In fact, we got a couple with us later this evening. So it kind of goes along with what? Now they're going to start to get a little bit harder. So I'm going to throw it back to, uh, to Mike and Stan. Name this 1950s movie starring Willem Bendix in which an umpire-hating ex-baseball player becomes an umpire himself. What's the name of this movie? Mm. Stan.
7: Mike. Uh, three strikes and you're better?
0: Yeah, nice guess. Mike, you bet you got it. No, you don't have seen. it. All right. Back to Jude and uh Jude and uh and Brian. Do you know what the name of this movie is? Is it Kill the Umpire? Kill the Umpire. He got it. It's a Kill yeah. the Umpire. That's exactly correct. Good job, Jude. Man, Jude's now taking off, man. He's found his he's found his rhythm. Four, <laughs> it's four one now. He found baseball four, for possibly.
7: <laughs> well, you've got to remember, uh, Tim, basketball is such an easy sport to referee. Well, I mean, yeah, it of course. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, look at the rule book you know, compared it to it football.
0: It ex- This is what I told the basketball guys, and they didn't really like it when I said it. I mean, I'm referee basketball too. But I said, there's only two things that you can do in basketball. You either go shoot free throws or you put the ball out of bounds. Those are the only two things. I mean, you, hopefully you're going to do it right. In football, there's 10 billion other things. In baseball, you have to do obstruction, you have to advance runners, you got to do this, you got to do that basketball you're gonna shoot free throws or it goes out of bounds all right so now let's go to our next one here's another hard one what and i guess we're going back to uh we're going back to stan and mike what 1991 basketball film did the refs not blow their whistle when the producers sued michael jordan for breach of contract for not appearing in this movie 1991 movie mike and or stan do you know
6: All I can think of is that white men can't jump.
0: It's close, so but that's I'm not it. That that's not it. All right, I'm going to go over to uh, throw it back over to Brian and Jude. Um,
6: that would have been my guess. What Mike uh, selected there, so I, I I've got no clue.
0: All right, you got nothing. Do I got my umpire? Phone a friend, umpire. Is uh, is 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 Malinsky still there? You know, no clue. Can't help you on this one. All right, I'm we're going to go. One. We're gonna to go to the text line. So now we're gonna go. If you know this one, we'll put the movie back up. We'll see who it is. If if you know this movie, 1991 movie where Michael Jordan was sued for not being in it, but then actually was victorious. So, Leah, do we have a correct answer out there in text world?
2: Ah, uh, nobody's coming in with the answer. So. Wow. Eight four four yeah. four three seven this four three four five. One.
0: Nobody's coming in with this one.
2: This is a tough
0: one. Hmm. We'll give it another second to see if anybody's... Now, people are going to go look it up. Michael Jordan sued for not being in the movie in 1991. People are now looking it up on their phones or everything. But remember, continue to text us so that way we continue to build our, our uh, numbers for, to give Dom's care. So, all right, we're gonna, we're, I'm going to give this one to everybody out there. I'm surprised. Usually, Alex, we get somebody on the, on the, out there will text this in. But this is a tough one. the movie was called heaven is a playground and it was from 1991 and Michael Jordan was supposed to be in it. And then he didn't because of this or that, he got sued by the producers and the producers lost Michael Jordan won, and then signed autographs for the jury afterwards. So there you go. I wonder how that fair, how fair that was, but, uh, but yeah, that was the name of this movie. So now let's go back to Brian and Jude. They're going to get the first, they're going to get this one. Who is the only person to play Major League Baseball, referee in the NBA, and umpire two World Series? He's right here. Wow. Do you know? Is that a picture? Yeah, that's the picture. That's a picture of him right there. He's the only person to do a World Series, or he's got two <laughs> World Series, he got refereed in the NBA, and he also played Major League Baseball for the Yankees. Well, that's terrible. I don't know that. All right. Well, I'm going to throw it over to Mike. Mike and uh, Stan, do you guys know? Oh, he's looking it up. I caught him. I caught him looking no, <laughs> it up. I, I don't know. So maybe Mr. Malinsky, if he's out there, do you, do you have any idea on this? Yes. Is he still there? Uh, yeah, I guess he took off. So we lost our front-to-front umpire. All right, so let's go to the text line and see if anybody has got this one. So Leah, anybody out there on the text line has, has gotten this one correct?
2: No, we're getting tons of texts for donations, but I do not have an answer on this one. Can we, can we give a hint?
0: Well, I mean, not really. <laughs> we could say, <laughs> I mean, I gave a hint. Go, Alex, let's go. That's his picture. Play for the Yankees. You can do a quick search and figure it out. But, hmm...
2: Oh, okay. Wait, we got it. Um, let's see. It
0: looks like uh, Dave Chris. Dave Chris, one of one of our basketball Bill, guys as well. Yes, Bill, Bill Kunkel. Kunkle. The answer, right? He got it. He got it correct. So, Dave, you win a prize. How about that? Dave is going to win a T-shirt from Mumps Care. So, thank you, Dave, for participating. Two more to go, and I think I'm starting with. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike and uh, and Stan on this one. In what year was the last time a protest was upheld in Major League Baseball? What year was the last upheld Major League uh, Baseball protest? If you get this one, I'll be like, wow. Yeah, you're already looking up. Stan's looking it up, too. All right. I'm going
6: to say 2001. 2001.
0: That is incorrect, but that's a good guess. It's in the 2000s. I can't give a hint for this one. All right, let's go over to Jude. And Brian. Jude and Brian, you know what year the last time the, uh, an upheld Major League Baseball protest was? The last time? I guess, Brian, or you want me to guess? Go ahead,
6: go ahead and you guess, Jude. Uh,
0: 2014. Really, Jude? Jude, did you just pull that out? Did you just go and just throw it out I there? I guess. It is 2014. That is. <laughs> That is pretty amazing that you guessed that. Yeah. It's 2014, and it was something that it had to do with uh, a rain delay, and they canceled the game, and they, they went back and replayed it. So it wasn't anything like crazy. But that, 2014, good job, Jude. Good job. Well, because they're in the lead 5-1, to one, don't worry. The bonus round's coming, and that's where all the points can be made up. So we're going to throw this one back to Mike, the football guys. I'm going to give them a chance here. And I know Brian's a football guy too, but I'm going to give the – Stan and Mike a chance on this one. What was the first regular season NFL game with a replay review? What was the first game? Do you know, Stan or Mike? If you give me the year, I'll even give it to you. Is this in the USFL? No, it is not. But if you give me the year, I'll give it to you. All right, I'm gonna go over. What was that? Nineteen
6: eighty seven.
0: Very close. I'm gonna go over to Mike. All right, I'm gonna go over to Brian and Jude. Do you guys know? If you give me the year, I'll give it to you. Uh, he's looking at it. Up, oh, got,
5: too. I didn't hear the question. Can you repeat it?
0: <laughs> what was the first year of a replay review in NFL, the regular season? So all right, let's go to the text. We're gonna throw it out to the text line. All right, Leah? Do we have any correct answers? I'll take a year. If they give me a year, I'll take it. But if they give me the game, even better.
2: I do not have anything yet. Um, nope, that was just donation. Ooh, so close,
0: but we got some not guesses quite. coming in, huh?
2: We've got some serious guesses coming in. Yeah. All right. Mm.
0: All right, I'll give you the answer. It looks like we're not. We're not. It's a tough one. I told you things were gonna get a little bit tougher. Uh, How it about was, if
2: someone was close?
0: It was close. So it was Bears. Was Bears and Browns in
8: 1986. Wow. Uh,
0: Bears and Browns. So that was the first replay review in the NFL. So there you go. So all right. So we're now on to our bonus round. So this is gonna be fun this is going to be a video clip. They're going to have two video clips for our bonus round. And these are for a thousand points apiece. So the winners of this are going to, are going to win. Now I want to show you something. I'm going to bring this up here real quick. And then I'm going to have Alex show it, show it to you. So here is a signed 2019 baseball signed uh, for worlds from the world series signed by the world series umpires. So, and it's got it. It's authenticated. So to our, to our viewers out there we're going to give this away now not on the first question but on the second question if you get the second question right out there the first person the second video question so be ready to go we're going to give the, you're going to win this grand prize this is a great prize and we're going to get it sent out to you so be ready but the first question that is for our teams so that way we can see who can win all right who's going to win this all right so Be ready, watch the video, and I'm going to go to Mike and Stan first because they're down. I'm going to ask them first, and so uh, uh, Brian and Jude, be ready to steal. So let's go. Alex, make sure the sound's on. Let's go and play the video. So the oldest living freshman ever, Thornton Mellon, played by Ronnie Dangerfield, gets this dive a perfect score from the judges. What's the name of the dive, Mike or Stan? What's the name of this dive? I, I can't hear you, don't Mike. Don't remember you might be the name muted, of the dive. You know, Stan, you know the name of the dive. No, you got nothing. All right, well, I'm gonna. Looks like I'm gonna throw it to Brian and. Uh, Brian and Jude, do you know the name of the dive? It's the Triple Lindy. The Triple Indy. That is correct. The Triple yeah. Indy. That's the name of the dive that uh, got the perfect score and won the, and won the meet. So, looks like Jude and Brian are going to win this one. But you guys Yay. be ready because we're going to do the second bonus question for the grand prize for the baseball. So, I'm gonna, I might have to go to you guys for help, my two, my two teams, because this is another video clip, it's from the same movie actually, and this one could be a little bit tough. So we're going to play the clip and then we're going to give it a couple minutes to let our people text. The first person who we get a text from with the correct answer will get the baseball. So that's a a great prize, and hopefully you're also giving down below and helping us out and texting. So Alex, play the clip. Here we go. In response to
2: Roman numeral 27. Section 3, part 2 of subset D of the question, the answer is Mr. Mellon.
9: Mr. Mellon?
0: Hey, hey,
5: hey, hey, relax. This man's been put under a lot of pressure here. Let's take it easy on it. Say it! Say it!
0: The answer is, what's the answer? The answer is, what's the answer? Text us right now if you know the answer. What's the answer? From the crazy problem that he had to come up with, what is the answer? Text us. We're going to give it a couple seconds because there's a little bit of a delay to let people text us because if you text us the correct answer you're going to win the baseball. So that's that's a great, great prize. So before I you know, let, let the, uh, the, the video waves get out there. I'm gonna run around uh, my, my panel here real quick, and I'm gonna start, and Jude, I'm gonna save you for last, because Jude got most of them right, so let's see. So I'm gonna start with Mike. Mike, do you know the answer to the question?
6: I do not remember, now. Hopefully Stan knows.
0: <laughs> no, you don't. Stan, do you remember the answer to this? I don't even know the movie. You don't even know so the movie, you do not even know the movie. It, it didn't come down here in the south, so. Yeah, it probably you know. didn't, but all yeah. right. So, Brian, do you know the answer? Uh, I'm going to plead Sam's justification
6: there. I don't think it made it that far north.
0: (laughs) All right, Jude. College movie. I don't remember. I don't remember the the answer. All right. Well, it was a toughie, and it's for the baseball. And I believe Leah has a correct answer. Leah, let us know what you got.
2: Okay, so um, Chris Ekstrom was the first one to text
0: in the answer, and the answer is four. Four. That's the answer. It's four. Yes, it was crazy. You had, would have had to have known that movie, and if it didn't make it up to Alaska or didn't make it down to Texas or wherever Jude was when it came out. Because Jude, I think when you were, you might have been in Illinois. Heck, I don't even know where you were. That, that was in 1980, what did I say that movie was from? I was, in, I was in New York then. You were in New York then, all right. So anyway, might not have made it to New York. I'm sure it did, but that's back to school. That was uh, just a fun, a fun movie. So I thank everybody for, for texting and make sure that you give us our, your address there so we can send you the baseball. Continue texting this number. If you want to give to Ump's Care more than just us giving, don't forget to text below 44321UMPSCARE or you can go to betterumpire.com and give right now. Because like you heard the, the Major League Umpires, Sam, Wolfie, Malinsky, it's a great organization and we're doing everything we can. I hope we enjoyed this. It was kind of fun. A little tough, some easy, some fun. I appreciate. So, Mike, thank you so much for being here and, and, and participating. I really appreciate all the work you done, you do with us here at MIBT Online. So, thank you very much, Mike. Really appreciate it.
6: My pleasure, and I'm happy to help the the wonderful UmSCARE organization.
0: Thank you so much. Stan, I know we had to pull you out of retirement, kind of. So, thank you for for being with us and I really appreciate your help today and I see you got your MIB t-shirt on so we're proud man the swag I love it
7: it was uh great to see everybody and um Mike you're doing really good on your haircut so keep it up and uh, I'm back going back to study my uh, pickleball referee manual
0: well there you go get, get to that pickleball I'll call you if I need some tips or I'll have I'll we call you maybe um all right and Brian from Alaska where it's minus 10 thank you uh Really appreciate it, and uh, so thanks for being here.
6: Thank you, man. That, that, that was fun.
0: All right, and uh, Jude, thank you again for all your... You, you nailed it, man. You were right on it, so if I had to put my money on somebody, Jude, I was putting my money on you. Uh, you can ask Leah. When I said, out of the four people, who's probably going to get most of these right, I said it's probably going to be Jude.
7: <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult.
0: <laughs> Jude, thank you for for being with us, really appreciate it. And you know, look, look for Jude coming here at MIBTOnline.com. Be sure to subscribe because you're gonna, if you're a basketball guy, Jude's going to be uh, sharing a lot of great basketball stuff as we move through the month of January. We already had the clinic that we did with Jude, plus the football stuff. We've got a lot of football stuff coming your way, baseball, Sam Holbrook. Still, We still have his video here at MIBTOnline.com. You can subscribe for $49 a year, you get everything. You get all the clinics, you get all, it no doesn't matter how many sports, one fee, $49. You add another 20 bucks, you get insurance on top of that. You want to join this great organization if you're an official because we bring it to you. We bring you to the education and we really try to make everybody better. I know there's some guy people out there, you just have to be a member of an association across the country to get games. If that's all you want to do, fine. We appreciate you being officials and we need you, but if you want to make yourself better, you want to make it be there, you want to get to the next level, you really want to consider joining us. because. We're really gonna do that for you. We're gonna take you the master class of officiating. So I, I encourage everybody to take a look at mibtonline.com. But tonight, I'm um, scared. Text us so we can donate, and then below as well if you wanna donate. So we're gonna move on to our next segment, but before we do that, we have to check in with Leah and see where we're at. What's the tote board? You know, it's like a telethon. We gotta, to, and too bad we don't have it up there, but what do we got, Leah? Where are we at? Oh my goodness.
2: We have gotten so many texts. We are approaching 800
0: so. Wow. We already broke we already broke last year's record. Wow. That's yeah. great. That's great to hear. Awesome. Thank you for doing what you're doing out there. Keep it up. We still got a little bit of time left. So we're going to have to write a check, but it's going to be a good check to write. Let me tell you. So we're going to move on to our, our next segment now. And uh, looking forward to this, this is going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, let me make sure I got everything up correct here. All right. Wait, I do. So we're going to bring in first, I, I want to you know, he's our guy. You see him here all the time, but he gives back to the game. He's been given back to the game of football for 40 years. He's been considered one of the top clinicians in the country, in the world. He has gone all over the world. He's officiated on every continent except Atl- or Antarctica, which he's going to figure out a way to go to Antarctica. I know he is. It's just a matter of time. But uh, we're glad to have him. And he, you, you see him on the, the, you know, the number one ESPN games, he or you don't see him, you hear him. You might know, see his picture down the corner, but you do hear him come in, and he breaks it down, lets you know what the calls should be, should not be, whatever for college football. And he's going to be at the national championship game with uh, with uh, with Fowler and Herb Street coming up this weekend. So I want to bring in Bill LeMagne. Bill, how are you doing tonight? Bill's got on mute himself. <laughs>
8: I thought you guys were in charge of
0: that. Oh, no, well, you got to, you come in muted. You have to unmute yourself. But Bill, how are you doing tonight? We're doing great. I've
8: enjoyed uh, the evening's uh, program, and uh, man, I thought our guys there were gonna, you know, were gonna do a little bit better. Stan, you know.
2: But
0: uh, <laughs> wow, he's calling Stan out. You know, All I right.
8: hope Alabama performs better than that Monday night.
7: Bill, I mean, Tim chose weird-ass movies that. Don't come down here to the South. We, we're we still in drive-in theaters, and it's hard to park the tractor next to the, the speaker phone.
0: I understand. There you go. The tractors, yeah. Well, Alabama and Georgia should be fun. We'll see what will happen. And then Bill's colleague is with us tonight. He's also an ESPN rules analyst. He officiated in college football for, for many, many years. I Hopefully, uh, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we just want to make sure he's here. So uh and we appreciate him being here, and he's Bill's colleague. He's kind of, he does, you know, he does the other stuff with the other crews, but you hear him, you see him as much, and Matt Austin is with us. Matt, thank you so much for joining us tonight. really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. So really appreciate you taking some time, help us uh, earn some uh, money for, or raise some money for, for Care. So, Matt, I'm going to start, start with you. You've been doing this, a little, you know, for a few years now, and uh, you've come off the field, now you're in the booth, and uh, how is that going for you? Like, what, what are some of the things when you first started up there, you know, doing the, the, the in-game analyst role, what are some of the challenges that you have found in the job and some of the things that you found fun? You know, just give us a little synopsis of how it's been going for you.
9: Well, this is my third year of doing this. And my first two years, every year I've done something a little bit differently. When I, when I first came off the field, Uh, I was basically the SEC's guy. I went to Charlotte every weekend. I did all the SEC games on whatever ESPN platform they were on, be it the network or ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN2, whatever the case may be. And I had a producer that sat next to me. I was doing two, three, four games at a time on the big weeks. Uh, The trouble with that was the only thing I could really talk about were replays because you just didn't have time to have a broadcast broadcast crew bring you in from a game that you actually didn't have pulled up uh, on the main screen because you couldn't talk about a hold or a pass interference or that sort of thing so so and actually that worked out very well i really had to get myself in the replay book and and make sure i boned up on what's reviewable and what's not and timing rules as far as is concerned that sort of thing but uh it was a lot of fun and then COVID hit, so the studios were basically shut down so they had me work from home, and I would basically do a noon game, a three thirty game, a seven or seven thirty game. So back to back to back games. Um, but I was dealing with the the talent one on one during the games, and they would come to me on basically anything. Um, and I'll never forget the very first thing they came to me with was about the third play of the game that one of the sideline officials threw a sideline warning, and the the official the uh, Uh, play-by-play guy just threw me, says, Matt, what do you think of sideline warning? Um, Well, as an official, we know they're an integral part of the game or a necessary part of the game. But as a referee, I hated it when an official threw a sideline warning. I wanted him to handle his sideline. I'm an old school guy. It's like, hey, take care of your sideline. So it really caught me off guard. So the hardest thing is when they give you a question that's out of the blue like that and you're not ready for it, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you should say. There's a lot of things that you want to say that you can't say. So uh, I have to take a step back, bite my tongue, and, and be careful what I say.
0: Yeah, it's so, and I'm gonna. I'll let Bill jump in on this one as well, but since since uh, you know, I'll stay stick with you on this real quick. So now, you know, you're you're in this role, and it's somewhat it can be somewhat controversial. You know, it's like we're officials, we're out there. You know, we all try to educate. We all try to. You know, that's your your job is is to make. The, the fan base more educated, the, the, the talent more educated in regards to the game. How has, been, how has it been your, your um, reception, feedback from your fellow officials that maybe you did work with on the field or even other officials across the country when they see you, they know you're on the game or you go down there, you know, I know COVID has kind of changed it, but even before that, like where if you had a chance to interact with a crew, how has been the reception that you've gotten?
9: Well, my role is a little different than Bill's in that I don't travel at all. I do everything with what they call the live from home kit. So I don't get to go out and visit the crews beforehand. And it was just a few years ago that Bill would come. If we ever ever had a, uh, you know, quote, unquote, big game in the SEC, Bill would be there to cover it. So we always enjoyed talking to him before the game. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't get to do that. So every now and then I'll hear from the play-by-play guy who does go out on the field that the officials were asking do we have a rules analyst and you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, Matt, it's going to be Matt Austin. Hey, tell Matt we said hello, that sort of thing. But I really don't have the interaction with the crews. Um, as far as feedback goes after games, I, you know, the feedback has been, in my opinion, too positive. You know, we're all officials. We're used to getting critique. We're used to getting uh, complaints, whatever the case may be. Uh, I've had very little of that knock on wood. Most people have been over the top nice uh, about the role I'm doing. So, you know, I take that with a grain of salt because I know people are trying to be nice to me, but uh, I know there's some people that disagree with what I say. As far from an officiating standpoint, I really try heavily and maybe sometimes too much to back the officials up whenever possible. Uh, if if they do kick one, I always try to point out in my opinion why I feel it, it could have happened to, you know, give them the, the, the best out and put them in the best light possible. So
0: well, right. And goes, we, all make, we all make mistakes and we don't want to make mistakes. That's our, that's our goal. And, and unfortunately, you know, I think a lot of times from the positive standpoint that you can clarify something. You can actually say when the announcers are saying it wrong, you can actually correct them or vice versa, you know, however it might, might go. It's not always just looking at mistakes. It's telling them, hey, no, this is why this was called. And, and, and it's always nice to have that, that voice there so that way people understand, no, the officials did get it right. Now, Bill... Like, like Matt was saying, you have had the opportunity to go down to the field and you, you've talked to the crews and, and whatnot. What's your feedback been from the crews? And You've been doing this a little bit longer than Matt, but have you, has it been good, bad? Have you had any, any like nasty text after the game? Like, you know, you suck LeMondre or anything like that? <laughs> no, from
8: the officials' end of it, it's been very positive and it's been great to interact with them. I've even had a few occasions I've gone out to dinner on Friday nights uh, before the game which has been fantastic because, you know, across the country, I've known so many of the officials from all the conferences, from clinics and other things. So that's been great. Um, the The negative stuff has come on on um, from fans, actually, you know, mm-hmm. particularly if it's been a big 10 game. And I've said something about like, like a couple of years ago in a semifinal, there was a controversial play with a, um, maybe a, a catch, Uh, a a steel fumble run back for a touchdown by Ohio state. And when they brought me in on it, um, I, uh, I, I said, Hey, I'm old school. This guy didn't have the ball long enough. You couldn't put a stopwatch on it. Uh, So when, when that ball uh, came out and hit the ground, I said, that's a, that's an incomplete pass and the feedback and replay. That's what replay went with uh, that. It was an incomplete pass. Uh, and, uh, the feedback that I got from people, um, you know, over what was written or said on websites by Ohio state fans was like, you, you have totally abandoned and forgotten the conference that you work for, for 20 years, you know? And it was like, wait a second, I'm just telling you what the, what the call was I, I, or what I do with it, you know? Uh, but you would think that I actually had made the call, uh, based on what the fans uh, were saying. Um. You know, the best piece of advice I got, and it was the first game I ever worked for ESPN, I was with Rod Gilmore. And in the production meeting, Rod said to me, I'm gonna give you a piece of advice, take it or leave it. He said, "Uh, but I bring you in to talk about a call or a rule. I never wanna hear you say, I think, or I thought. I wanna know what Bill LeMagne would do with it. I wanna know what the rule is. And if you were the replay official, I want to know what you would do with it. But I don't want you to say, I think I thought, or maybe. He said, I can ask 65,000 people in the stadium what they think. So I want to know what you know. And if people want to debate that and argue that, then let them. But please don't ever use those words. And I I thought about that. And it's really been some good advice. You know, Um, I don't get personal when I disagree with a call on the field. Uh, but I'll say uh, I disagree with that. It's not how I would have would have handled it or wanted it handled. Um, but uh, I don't make it personal. But at the same time, I'll support the officials every chance I get. Um, and, and that. But uh, the bottom line is you're there. I'm not working for the conference. I'm not working for the officials. I'm there to say what I would have done with it or what I would do with it by
0: replay or by rule. So don't forget the text. Let us know that you're out there and we're going to give to Umps Care. If you want to give more to Umps Care down there, go to the bottom, betterumpire.com or text 44321 with the code Umps Care. Going to go back to Matt. So Matt, you know, yeah, I know you said you're, you're doing it more remotely, but give me, you don't have to give me any names, but give me some of the, one of the craziest things you've heard from the talent. Like something like totally off the wall. You're like, what? No, no, no. What's this? You know, like I say, don't have to tell me who, but just tell me like, something that you were just like blown away that you actually heard somebody say it on the air?
9: Offensive pass interference seems to be a tough one for the color analysts. They, they think they understand the rule, but they really don't. They, they think that you can go pick off a defender uh, to benefit a fellow receiver. You know, if you, I, I don't know, it, it's as hard to explain. I had one game, uh, it was actually last year, and they just went off on a tangent on pass interference. That's a great play. That's a legal rub. You know, that's what we call that. It was totally wrong. And I'm hitting my producer button saying, hey, that's not right. That's not right. Bring me in. Um, I didn't get any response. Finally, when they get a response, he just kind of chuckled at me like, yeah, I know he's not right. But they, they just let it roll with it. So uh, I just kind of shook my head in disbelief that they didn't want to get it right uh, on the broadcast.
0: Uh, it's kind of interesting. You would think maybe that's why you're there. You know, and I'm sure it's very frustrating. You know, and I'm talking with Bill. I know he feels that sometimes. So, Bill, like I said, don't have to give me any names because I know you work with these guys. But what is some? What is one of the craziest things you heard a broad, in a broadcast? Whether it was a color guy or the play-by-play guy, just something like you. What are you talking about? What can you share something? Sure. I, uh, how long we got? Um... <laughs> You know,
8: for for three years, I actually put out a training tape for the ESPN announcers uh, where I'd put about four or five plays on. And it was mainly on things that announcers said regarding a call. And it was trying to get them to use proper terminology, definitions, and things of that nature. Uh, Too often, our, our announcers say, he caught it, he dropped it, it's an incomplete pass. And everybody knew what they were talking about. It it was an incomplete pass, but I'd try and get them that you've got to take and um, you've got to take and be, choose your words wisely because if you caught it and you dropped it, it's a fumble. So he might've controlled it for a little bit, but he never caught it, caught it as possession. And so I try and push with them about choose their words wisely. And it's the same for officials. You go over and explain something to a coach. You can't say to a coach, well, coach, he caught it and dropped it. It's incomplete. So you can't recover it. You know, it's an incomplete pass. A coach is going to look at you and say, wait a second, you just told me he caught it. So if he caught it and he dropped it, they're going to tell you that's a fumble, you know? So, I mean, they know, we know what they meant and it was incomplete, but they've got to choose their words wisely. So we we used to do that training tape and put it out, but
10: yeah,
8: (laughs) I'll be polite and say it wasn't, it wasn't used as much as it should have been, or they didn't pay as close attention as they probably should. Uh, they, they sometimes really believe that they they've got the inside track on every rule and, and uh, idiosyncrasy of the game. And, and uh, some of them just need to need
0: to utilize you more. So we're going to, we're going to play a little little role play. Now I got a couple plays from the bowl, from the bowls uh, that, that have taken place. And I'm, I'm going to, pretend like I'm the, we're going to bring in either, you know, we'll bring in Matt and then we'll bring in Bill and like they're on the air. Cause I know that they weren't on either of these two games. So um, it's, there's been, cause there were some interesting plays and I think it's worth discussing. Cause I know if, if I was the analyst, I'd want to jump in and try to explain, explain some of this stuff. But, uh, so we'll start off with this play first. We'll go wide on it. I'm going to, I'll have Bill. I know Bill's familiar with this play and then I'll, I'll see what Matt has to say. So this, uh, this was the, uh, the Cure Bowl, the t- Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. And it was at the end of the game. Uh, we'll pull down the text line just for a second so we can see. We got, it's you know 41 47, seven seconds left. It's fourth and one. And Northern Illinois has the ball. They have to get the first down, obviously. So we're going to let this play out. You're going to see it's a, a, a possible catch, no catch situation. It's ruled a catch and ruled in bounce by the H. So his, he's got a catch. He's got. He's got his knee down inbounds. He's, he's communicating to the referee that we're going to roll, we're going to go. So the center judge puts the ball down. Now, right now, the clock's at zero. So the, the clock was, it was already run when the center judge was still kind of near, near the ball. And really, Northern Illinois did not get a chance to snap the ball. And the game ended. So the game ended right there. We, we didn't get a snap. And so there was a lot of interesting discussions about this because obviously the Northern Illinois, the Mac, they got all upset about this. But in the end, if you, if you were on the game, what would have been your, you know, they bring you on the air. What happened here, Bill? So, Bill, you know, you're, we're bringing you in. You see a play like this and you've got to explain it. How are you going to explain this? You know,
8: if we're in the first quarter, or early in the second or third, fourth quarter, and, you know, there's 14 minutes, 15 minutes to go, I don't care how quick you wind the clock Uh, you get down under two minutes in a competitive game. You have to be deliberate. Um, And they, they were kind of in panic mode there. Even though the official killed it for a first down made that signal to the referee, he appeared to me to be in panic mode. Um, And they should have just settled down and relaxed. They should have waited the center. You don't start that clock in that situation until that center judge clears and it's snappable. So, um, so the, the criticism that they'll get for how quick they went, um, you know, they, um, they had the ball in the palm
0: of their hands and they dropped it. So it, it needed to be handled differently than it was. Okay. So Matt, you know, you're, you're on this game. They pull you in they want to get your opinion on it. you heard Bill's opinion. What would be your opinion on it, Matt? Well, I,
9: I would have said the exact same thing as far as the center judge. You know, as a referee, you cannot blow the ready for play and wind the clock with an official in harm's way. So you've got to make sure he gets out of the way. You know, the normal mechanic for most crews in that situation is the umpire would spot the ball so he could just take a step back and not have to cut through the off the, the lineman. So that that was the, the first mistake, and Bill's right. The way the, the line of scrimmage guy was winding the clock As a referee, you've got to calm down. He's saying, hey, the clock's going to be live. But from the way he did it, it was almost like, hey, I stopped the clock. Inadvertently, you need to wind it back up. And that's not the case. But if you're a referee and you're not clearly thinking, and if you're not taking your time and processing everything, I can understand how the clock can get wound improperly there. But, yes, take your time. Make sure the officials are set. Now, the defensive coach is going to be upset because we tackled him inbounds. We want to get that clock rolling like you did in the first quarter. But let's face it, in the fourth quarter, we need to make sure that we are in position to officiate. So take care of ourselves first before you start the clock up.
0: Well, and, and it's like you know, people can make the argument, well, should they have stopped it for replay, to look at the catch, no catch, whatever. You know, they made the, that, that was a judgment call. And the official, the H, makes the judgment that he's down and bounce. I don't have an issue with that at all because that's judgment. You're, you, you, you made it, boom, 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 you're doing this, you're communicating well. But I just think it puts us all in a bad light when we end up, now we got a situation where obviously the team is going to get to run a play. I mean, they're not even, they're, you know, we know there's a rule about in college where you, you need more than two seconds to spike. They weren't doing that. They were going to run a play and they were going to have the time. And it's just, it's unfortunate when we as officials put ourselves in that position because now, you know, this crew worked a pretty decent game. And that's all they're going to be, you know, talk, it's all going to be talked about is that the last play. And, and I know you worked for a long time. Matt, I mean, what are some advice you can give to the officials out there who are watching about that? Because you could work 158 great plays, and 159th can make you look just like, you know, whatever. It's like it's having that concentration all the way to the end. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And in the last minute, that's when everything is obviously magnified.
9: If they just would have taken their time and realized the situation, hey, there's two seconds on the clock. They can't spike the ball because the clock's going to wind. They've got to run a play. So let's just make sure we're in position and we'll get the clock wound up as soon as that center judge is out of the way. And then maybe the offense will get the ball snapped. Maybe they won't. That's not our problem. If we stop it for replay, now we've guaranteed them, basically we've given them a free timeout and we've guaranteed them another play, assuming that the, that they did give them the first down. So we got to be careful with what replay does there too, but just take your time, know the situation, know the ramifications and just Take your time and do it correctly. They'll get one play. They probably should get one play, but they're not gonna have a timeout to talk about it. They're gonna to have to do it quick. And we'll just let the chips fall where they may.
0: Right. And then at least, you know, I think at the end, nobody's saying anything. Bill, you know, I would you I think, you know, Matt mentioned about like the defensive coach might be a little upset, but probably they would get over it. If they if this crew would have let them run that play, we're not talking to necessarily about this play ever. We're just it's just the end of the game. And the fact that now the, the the Mac complained, and then I forget what crew this what, what conference they were from, but then the conference came out and said, yeah, they should have let him run a play, blah, blah blah. Now we get all into the woods where if they just would have let him run a play, no one would have said a word, whether Northern scores on the play or they don't. We're not talking about it, right?
8: Right. It, there wouldn't have been much conversation about it at all. Um, and you know the fact, will they say something about well, you've been winding the clock fast all game, now all of a sudden you weren't winding it? What's going on? People, they aren't even paying attention to what you did in the first quarter or the third quarter. So, you know, no. And you want, I've always said to the crew is let's let the, let the players decide the game. It's their game, you know, and that doesn't mean I'm going to be so deliberate or stall to make sure they can get the snap off, but he clears, we're going to get a wind. And and again, I like Matt's point that, yeah, we've had the center judge spotting the ball, spotting the ball, but there's times out of out of just convenience or, or efficiency that your umpire is still going to spot the ball. And this would have been a prime time for that to take over there. So, but it's, it's too bad. Um, you know, again, they fumbled the ball themselves and, and the criticism is on them, uh, and they created it so that they hopefully, hopefully not just for them, but for other people that, Officiate. They see something like this. They learn from it and they
0: handle it better uh, in their game. No, that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to trying to get better. So we got one more play, one more crazy play that kind of happened in the bull in the Bull series. And this was the Music City Bowl. So let's go wide on this one. A lot. This was a lot of people talked about this one. So let's set it up. 45-45. It's you know overtime. Fourth and goal. Here we go. You know Tennessee is is going to try to score here close, he's got it, is he forward progress? We got the ball over. Is he down? Lots of question. Looks like our our line judge is coming in, ruling it, ruling it down. Here's the replay. And you know, as for you know slow motion's always tough. Real time. Was he stopped there? Was his forward progress stopped? Does he you know he's is he not down? What happens next? So Bill, I'll give you the first shot on this one. I know what I I thought. I actually put out a comment about, you know, the Uh, the second action there that might've happened. I want to see what you think, Bill. If you, they brought you in on this play, what would be your uh, discussion?
8: (laughs) Well, again, you know, I I think, uh, you know, if he's ruled forward progress, he's ruled forward progress. He's got the view, um, you know, uh, I don't believe it's forward progress. Uh, I think he was a little quick on the whistle uh, to do that. But at the same time, uh, you know, in, in a stretch some of that could be supported but but the bottom line to it is is that he was on bodies there's still some movement going on and is but prior to him starting his reach his offensive lineman who's in front of him grabs him by both shoulders and pulls him forward um that's a foul uh now did that not get called because they heard the whistles blow and the official you know was ruling proctort Uh, or did they not see it at all? Uh, We don't know the answer to that question. Uh, My guess is being, in you know, been there, done that, I'll bet it it didn't even click. uh, So maybe they were fortunate. But if they would have called it for for the uh, uh, continuing progress and then the foul, uh, they'd have gotten the play over with a five-yard penalty, um, and that didn't happen. So you don't know what would have happened on that play. But the bottom line to it was, was uh, I, I don't personally believe progress was stopped. Uh, I know a lot of people do. Uh, I can, su- again, support him. that That's his judgment. But uh, that, every time a runner is anywhere near or touched, are we going to say, hey, his foot action stopped so we got forward progress?
0: No. So I, I think that was a stretch. Okay. So, Matt, your turn. You know, you're on this game. They bring you in. I want your opinion on it. What I mean, you heard what Bill said. Are, do you, are you do you have something different, or you agree, or what's your what's your point? Well, I was actually watching this game live when this play happened,
9: and immediately my phone blew up with text messages. A lot of them from my employer asking me, you know, what happened, what they should do, etc. Um, when I watched the play, the minute I saw the def- the, the offensive player grab his teammate. I was glad the official shut it down. Now, I agree with Bill. I think if that offensive player does not aid the runner, the sideline official then lets the play run a little longer and he gets the the ball across and it's a touchdown. It goes to replay to see if there was a body part down. Uh, Any other part of the game, I guarantee you that whistle does not get blown in that situation. But I really think what caused the whistle was the action of the offensive lineman trying to pull his teammate into the end zone, whether it was conscious or or subconscious. You know, nobody likes calling, hating the runner. It's a strange rule. I mean, you don't see it very often, it's unusual. I think that's why he shut it down, to be totally honest with you. I agree with Bill, he was not stopped long enough. Uh, We see runners roll over the top. It looked like it it was fairly apparent to me that he was completely on top of a defender. So he was not, didn't have a body part down. So it should have been allowed to go a little bit longer. But in my opinion, that that's why the official shut it down. And I, I, I think he, he, he if he'd let it go, he, he, you know, <clears throat> it's not aiding the runner in my opinion, until you actually aid the runner Had he pulled him into the end zone. Now it's a foul. If you're yanking and pulling and not affecting anything, you know, maybe let it go until he does. You know, it's like a hold. You don't call a hold until it affects the play. Don't call aiding the runner until it affects the play. And maybe he'd have got the ball across in the meantime, and, again, we wouldn't even be discussing the
0: play. Well, and Matt, I, I actually agree agree with you And in regards to whether the line judge saw it or not. I, I That was my reaction. Like, he saw it. I don't want to call that. I'm just going to – his forward progress must be stopped because he's, he's getting a little bit of help. In fact, we'll go back to the play. We'll go wide on it to your point. You know, and I think, you know, right here, he's that – you know, he's trying to pull him. You're right. He's trying. He's trying. And then he's got the jersey and then – like, even though he's starting to pull the, the ball over, you can, he's, you can see his muscles, man, they're, they're flexing. So does he, this is where it comes like, you have to make that judgment again. Is he really helping them? It's close enough. I'm glad they didn't, you know, whether they go with what Bill said and throw a flag and then have to go and everybody go, aiding the runner? You know, and then like, they go, huh? I've never heard that foul before. In fact, we got, I saw a lot of a post on this where people saying, oh yeah, they never call that. Well, where people get it confused is that pushing, actually the NCAA rule book doesn't say anything about pushing. They think that's aiding the runner, not in the NCAA book. But when you do this, or you pick somebody up, that's where it falls in. And I think people don't understand that if they do see something like that, most of the time the official is going to call it because that is so obvious that they're gonna have to have to do something. But yeah, I, I agree, I agree with, you, with you on that. I think that's what the line judge really did. He's like, I don't wanna call this, his forward progress must be stopped because I think Bill is also right that I mean, if you look at it, bang, bang. It's judgment, judgment's judgment, right? Yep. So, Bill, you got any last, you know, last comments on that play? I mean, it was a crazy one in yeah. in in that regard. I I happen to I'll,
8: I'll leave the CFO coordinator Staff. official's name out of it, but I, I when I saw him when I saw him down at the Orange Bowl. I said uh, we were. I said you get a lot of flack about this play, and his eyes just rolled, and he says, "Phone calls haven't stopped." And I said, "I got a question for you." I said what's the difference between getting three or four people behind a runner and pushing them in a pile or grabbing a hold of them and pulling them in? Why don't you just allow both things to happen? You know? And he just, well, that ain't, that ain't going to happen. You know? And and he said, there's a difference between pulling them in and and pushing them.
0: Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a good point, but it is funny how the rule book doesn't say anything about pushing, but it does say about pulling whatever, or, or picking up. Well, it used to
8: be a few years back. it, it, It was also, but, but
0: that rule has been changed. Yeah. So, well, Bill, thank you for spending some time with us as usual. I really appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully uh, you have a lot of fun down in Indianapolis and we'll be, uh, we'll be watching you down there. So thank you so much. Yeah, Matt, I think Matt's going to be down there with the radio. Right. I was going to just say, I was going to Matt, Matt, you're also, thank you for joining us, Matt. And you're going to be on the radio down there, correct? Correct. So appreciate you taking some time and, and hopefully you enjoyed this. Thank you once again, for all your comments and all the work that you do for officials. Thank you, really appreciate it. Well, thank you, I'm glad to do it. All right, great. So we're gonna go back to Leah now, and this is it, we're almost done. So hurry up, you got a couple last texts.
2: So Leah, where are we at right now? All right, give me one second. Um, The last time I checked, we were at 1,000, 147
0: texts, wow. so. We, we broke, we definitely broke last year's record. Okay, so we'll give, yes. we'll give people. Oh, we're at
2: 1,243 texts. That is amazing. All right, we'll
0: give people just a couple more seconds to get their last minute text in. I wanna thank, okay, so just to let everybody know, mibtonline.com is based in the Chicago area. We have been since we started, but guess what? I got this world behind me, doesn't have Nevada on it somewhere. We're moving. We're moving west. We're picking up this mibtownline.com, and we're moving west to Nevada. So we're going to be starting. This is the last broadcast in our original mibtownline.com studio. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun, but don't fret. We're not changing. We're going to get bigger and better. We're going to have a great studio out in Nevada. You're, we're going to still bring you this great content here at mibtownline.com. But for the last few years, we have not been able to get through this do any of this stuff without the guy who's to my right, your left on the television screen. And he's been giving us his words of wisdom after every broadcast. This is your last one, man. Alex, what do you got for us? What's your last words of wisdom? Wow.
10: I, you know, I was thinking about the words of wisdom the whole time I was doing this stream. I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I have so much that I want to say. But to encapsulate it all, I just want to thank you, Tim, for giving me All this opportunity, it's been so amazing. It's inspired me to start streaming myself. It's absolutely a joy to be here. Um, Shout out to all the new faces as well. But, you know, I got to stay true. You know, shouts out to Stan Brown, Mike Billica, Bill LeMagne, Robert, who's not here. But uh, it's so great to see all your guys' faces one last time because we've been with each other for years. And I know you've never even talked to me, but... I feel like I know you pretty, pretty well. You know, I feel like I could write a book about Bill's life, you know, so (laughs) it's just truly been so amazing. And thank you for everybody who's, you know, donated tonight and talked in the chat and I just wish the best for MIBT online. I've seen so much growth. I've seen so much growth with myself. And this has just been overall a beautiful experience and I'm going to miss being here in the studio.
0: Well, we're going to miss having you. It's been great having you and you've, we couldn't have done it without you. So um, we appreciate every all the work that Alex has done. So uh, we're going to I want to thank all of our, our guests tonight and everybody who texts. Don't forget, you can give more. You know, we're going to give a lot, but you can give more because, you know, I'm They're a great organization. We've oh. heard great stories tonight about them. So please do what you can help them out. Betterumpire.com going to be there for a while, or you can text that. It's also uh, 44321 Care. Do what you can, and we're going to do what we can. So um, we're going to call this a night. We're going to turn it off, and Leah's going to give us the final number. What is the final number tonight, Leah, that what we're, we're going to give, MIBT online is going to give to Care tonight?
2: All right, um, let me go in here. I'm going to grab that number. We
0: are at $1,430. So $1,430 text that we got. You guys are amazing tonight. Thank you. And thank you, Leah, for keeping up. She just, she just tallied 1,400 texts. Go figure. And then they had to do all that in the, in the game too. So the, uh, our, our, our charity uh, giveaway game uh, for trivia. So we appreciate Leah for everything that she did tonight and helping us out. So don't forget, we'll be back. We're gonna be on the road here for a little bit. We're gonna set up, be bigger and better in Nevada. We're gonna to continue to bring you this great training here at MIB10line.com. Thank you everybody for watching tonight. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to continue to give. For miB for Tim Kiefer, uh, linecom president, and for everybody here on our staff, and everybody, all of our guests, and everybody who gave, thank you. And we will catch you next year for our next New Year's Bash Benefiting Umps Care. Good night, everyone.